Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. My name is Liz. Um, I'm working now at Sucker Punch, and we just released Ghost of Tsushima. I'm really excited about it. I'm super proud. Um, it was just a wonderful writing experience. Awesome game. I'm just really proud of it. Um, and then previous to that, though, I worked at Ubisoft. Um, I worked on Far Cry 5, Far Cry 4. I started there actually as a writing intern on Black Flag, okay. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. It was in like days within three days of starting <laughs> i was like hi hire me <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine how you felt you're like yeah i'm working at ubisoft oh it's and- like a dream come true i feel like i was <laughs> in disneyland honestly you know I'm so happy for you yeah yeah so let's i want to ask how that was like working on uh assassin's creed black flag like how was that whole process like going from intern to being like hey you're working on this game well, that, that's what was really unique about how um, Corey May ran the internship program, and that's what was really unique and cool and special was I got to I got to hang with him. So what Corey was into, what he was looking at, I got to be right over his shoulder. So he was working with the Black Flag team at the time, and I just got to go to meetings with him. I got to read what he got he had to and. Um, yeah, learn from the very best. That was cool. That's that's how you got to do it, right? Find your uh, number one number one guy and be like, I'm gonna work for you and learn oh, from I you, so I can be the number one person. That. Yeah, there totally. you go. <laughs> now let's go all the way to the beginning. How did you know you wanted to be a writer, and when did you decide that? Oh man, you know, honestly, it's just something I've always done. It's just always been a part of me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it's just no matter no matter what, if I lucked out and I get to do it for money, that's who who gets to that's do that. That's the biggest dream, right? <laughs> but you know, it's just you know, yay, great, good for me. But it, you know, it's just like even if I was, I would always, oh, you'd always write, mm-hmm. no matter what. So like, do you write every day? Do you do you, like make yourself a goal? Like I'm gonna write something like a short story, or how does like your writing process go throughout the day? Well, yeah, it's definitely something that you know you do in one way or another during the day, um, all day, every day, or at night. Mm-hmm. And I really do consider like you know writing is not necessarily um, pen to paper or typing. So sometimes you really are just thinking about it and thinking about words and writing in your head and like that's writing. So all yeah, all day, every day, really. And then, uh, but you know, you're right. There's two. There's also like, okay, great, now get it out there. So mm-hmm. for sure, there's when you do it for games that helps you have deadlines. You meet those deadlines, so there's built-in discipline. But mm-hmm. when I do it for myself too. Um, yeah, you're like you pick a day and you just do it. I like that. Okay. Or time, yeah. Yeah, just time or day and just get it done. Now, uh, did when did you start actually writing stuff? Was that like when you were younger, high school? Was it, what's that like? No, I was. I, I remember just making books as a as a kid and like a whole book. Like kind of <laughs> well, what? fascinated with like the physicality. Let me grab. This is my. 
have a nine-month-old daughter. This is Dr. Seuss's ABCs. But, like, just being fascinated with the physicality of the book. Like, the the jacket, the pages, the, the letters on the pages. And, like, that being a thing that as much as you wanted, there was a story. But then there was also, you know, the product. <laughs> yeah, the, the end product. That's so cool. And then, so some of these books, like how long did it take you to make them? You would just like spend like your days after school writing them? Yeah, totally. And then my mom took me to Kinko's. She'd take me to Kinko's so we could laminate Kinko's. the covers. Oh, okay. Oh, so you legit, like you, were, you had books and you were like, guys, look at this. I did yeah. this. Yeah, totally. Was... Oh, gosh. I mean, first grade, second grade. Yeah. Wow, that's Little. Amazing. <laughs> first grade, I remember I just learned how to read uh, Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that was a great that's book. That's a good, that's a really good book. Yeah. yeah. I killed it. Actually, I think ever since then, I started to uh, read, like, a lot more, like, uh, advanced books. But that was my, that's the one book where I'm like, that started it all. Foundational, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Now, how would you define writing? Well, kind of like, like we were saying, like, absolutely, it's, you know, you need to manifest it and whether you've typed it or written it or whatever, but I really do, part of writing is um, just thinking about words, thinking about ideas and people and places and uh, and just how, and then the description of that. Mm-hmm. And then two, part of it, sometimes I feel like I'm writing when I'm just sitting around around people and listening to them talk. You know, and you pick up on their phrases or how they've said something, and you know, you're like, "Huh, that's amazing." <laughs> it speaks so much to who they are and their experience and their character. You just you see, wow. basically, thievery. All right, there we go. Writing is thievery. So any form of thievery, however. Oh wow! I like you. You like Sly Cooper. Dang, that's beautiful. Writing is like theory. See, you just got to be like Sly Cooper and you'll be able to make all the greatest uh, stories. Yeah. Did you ever play Sly Cooper? Back in the Sorry? Day? Did you ever play Sly Cooper? The uh, the Sly games? No. Uh-uh. I never uh, have. Oh, no. <laughs> and the cool thing is, at work, they've got them set up downstairs. So there's absolutely an opportunity to do so. <laughs> yes, do it. You got to. At least, especially the second one. It's the best one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna do an, a really really forced segue, but um, speaking of thievery, with um, Black Flag, was that the first game that you I see? Was that the first game that you worked on as a writer, even as an intern? Yeah, um, yeah, the first game, yes, yeah. So that too, fucking triple A game immediately. That was insane. Mm-hmm. How? Because. Uh, of the Assassin's Creed series has such a complicated story. It's like a story within a story within another story <laughs> with all these other little stories going on. How was that for you as an intern coming into the, like such a complex writing environment? Exactly. It was just, I really, the, the whole internship, I really was just blown out of the water. I really, I really was. I did, it was just like, stars in my eyes what's going on how where am i what is this you know (laughs) it was just so far beyond the level that i'd ever experienced or 
mm-hmm. scene and games and making that kind of game. And like you said, then the complexity of these stories and, and then everything that goes into making a game. I had no idea. Yeah, I really wasn't. And then suddenly it was overwhelming in the best way, but it was overwhelming. Yeah. So, so what was it like? Were they like, hey, we have this character? Like, I, I'm curious to know what was it like day to day as the intern? Like, how did that work? A day, a day as an intern? Yeah. Well, that, that was kind of the fun of it. It's just yeah. the way they ran it and getting to be with Corey. It was just kind of um, whatever his day was, which wasn't... Um, he, he consulted on a lot of stuff, so... Um, but Black Flag was the major one at the time. And so, but yeah, it just kind of depended on where he was at and what the team needed from him. And then just being lucky enough to like, hang on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. And so yeah. like, is, is there anything that like, cause I played a little bit of it. Is there anything that like you wrote that like, that like stands out and like, what, what, for instance, what's oh, an example? Oh, no. No, no, not it. Yeah, not, nothing like that. Not for oh, okay. Yeah. But you're more like part of the process and you gave like, they gave like ideas and stuff. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So then how did you go from the intern to like a regular job for like Far Cry 4 and 5? How did that I whole really thing go? did like after the third day, I was like, Corey, hire me. Corey, hire <laughs> me. And he's just... I was just lucky that he did, you know, and uh, really thankful forever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, you were just like hire me, right? And then he was like, you know, you're you're good. Is immediate. I fell in love immediately. Yeah. And it's just like you're like this is yeah. This okay. needs to happen. <laughs> Interesting. All right. And then, did you always know you wanted to be in like video games? So when you were in school, did you like oh. I'm gonna be a writer for games? No. This will sound, well, who knows? <laughs> but the truth is, um, I didn't even know it was a thing until uh, the, the, the call for an intern came out. And I was, at, I was doing my master's at the time, and our chair sent it out um, to the students. And I was like, what the fuck is this? is a thing. <laughs> I had always... I'd always loved games and I'd always written and I'd always loved writing and that somehow it never dawned on me that as I was playing these games someone's probably writing them. I didn't know it was a job. And then and then to get that and then be like, this is a job? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. I love the way you explain things because it's like my brain. We're just like, oh my god, this is awesome. Everything's awesome. This is great. <laughs> like, but yeah, like that's that too is when like I was younger, I didn't really think of like a lot about making games. A little bit, it was more like games are awesome. I want to, I can test games, or but like I didn't think it was so complicated. Like there's so much that goes into making games. It's insane. It's but, insane. Like, I bet you. Like I said, like when I get that moment where I'm like, oh my god, I'm working for this team. It's gonna be like ah, like. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, totally. Is there so? What was your education like? So you went. So you said you did your masters. Where'd you go? And and like, how long were you studying for? I was at um, it's the University of Northern British Columbia, and it's this little university 
in northern BC. It's in a town called Prince George, which is this amazing logging town. And the people there, like, what you see is what you get. It is raw. It is real. It is so fun. And the winters are ridiculous and cold and hard. And and it was miserable. It was Mm -hmm. miserable. Um, And I hated it. But uh, there's just something about that place and people that's just super fucking cool. Learned a lot. Um, but yeah, that's where I, that's where I did my, my, uh, my schooling and it was English. It was the, um, bachelor's was in English and history. And then, yeah, and then I loved it a lot. Um, and then it kind of like with games, I was like, you can do a master's in creative writing and basically write a novel and give you a degree. What? So then I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Your path is literally like I love doing this and like I could do more of it and get paid for it. And it's like, oh right. my gosh. Yeah, it's, right. it's it's beautiful. It's so like wholesome. <laughs> now in school or like during the younger years towards getting the job at Ubisoft, what was like the, the hardest part of it? Or like what did you struggle the most? Or like Like in like in terms of writing? Yes. Um There was, I had, you know, like a lot of, like a lot of young writers, I had started publishing short stories in like lit mags and stuff. Um, So the hard, the hard, actually, yeah, getting used to rejection. There we go. Boom. Now you're so used to it. You're just like, yeah, okay. (laughs) How many no's did you get probably? Yeah. No, I remember like when getting a rejection letter, I really felt like someone punched me in the heart. And I was like, oh, what? How could you? Then you just get used to it. That happens over and over and over. And it's no big deal. Then you get to the point where like if they bother to be like, we didn't like it because of X, Y, Z. You're like, oh, my God. Thank you. How kind. Like, you even bothered. (laughs) So, yeah, that's a whole fucking process. I would say that was the biggest struggle. <laughs> well, what advice would you give to your younger self or even anybody dealing with those oh, rejections? Just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Don't let, don't, just go. <laughs> just go. Keep it up. <laughs> now, yeah. did you ever, did you get that internship like right out of school or like right while you're in school? Was it I like- was in the middle, I was in the middle of doing my master's when they mm-hmm. um, yeah. advertised for it. And so yeah, so I took a I took a semester off. Oh well, like I say, so I was in um, British Columbia, and it's in Montreal. So I and I was working for the university at the time actually, and so I they gave me not well. It's easy to take a semester off, but they gave me um, three months off, which was because they were super supportive. They were like, "That's awesome. Yes, yeah. you have a job if if." If, you know, they haven't hired you, you have a job when you come back and you can go. And so, uh, yeah, I flew across Canada to French, French Canada uh, from northern BC and did that. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. So, that's, yeah. that's scary, though. Were you scared? Or were you no. just excited? I was just excited. And also, and this is advocate for anyone who does an internship. Ubisoft paid me as an intern, and that's why I could do it. If if they weren't, if they hadn't paid me, I couldn't have fucking did it. And absolutely, if you're going to do an internship, you pay them because you're going to pay them peanuts. 
but pay them, you know, because it just opens it up to so many more people who just wouldn't otherwise be able to do it. You're so right about that, because it just cuts out a whole talent pool. Whole talent, precisely, huge, and it just ends up with this tiny little narrow thing that, that what's, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah, right, you're missing out on, like, talent. Just because they don't have the money to live right. somewhere else, it doesn't mean that they're not good enough to do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, good on them, and absolutely everyone should. If you're gonna do that, and everyone should, everyone should hire interns. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. So working at Ubisoft was that like, what was that like day to day? Once you got the job as a writer, like, did you? What was the process like every day, or day to day? Well, it really it so it depends on the game, and this is kind of true of everywhere. It's just mm -hmm. we are in production. And, um, yeah, we are in production. That will kind of determine your day. Okay. So. Yeah, that's a pretty broad question. But so let's go deeper. What would you say to people starting to write to prepare themselves for, like, a video game writing job? It's like, should they just do, just write stuff until they get to the point where, like, let me just try doing a video game job? Like, how would you go about that? Absolutely. Absolutely in that, um always absolutely always just write stuff because you want to and it's for you it's you know that keeps your voice uh, but then kind of in terms of the type of writing you'll do a lot of in games which is important to get good at on a craft level um i like things like yeah go listen go go sit in a park and listen to people that i got that from jill murray i think Pretty sure, because <laughs> she taught um, or teaches video game writing, and that that was one of her exercises for students that she shared with me. And I just it always really stuck with me and struck was that um, yeah, if you just listen to people talk, listen to how that conversation goes, the broken sentences, where the laughs are, where the pauses are, you know, what they're talking about, um, and that's gonna inform. Well, at least with the with the kind of games I've done, which are open world, um, what you actually hear in a, in a setting, um, you know, regardless of what it is, how how those interactions go. So that's really cool, and you'll learn you'll learn to keep it brief and succinct and sparse, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's really important. <laughs> oh, that's a so big that's, one. That's wasted, yeah. Yeah, because you then now understand how people really talk. Because, you know, there's always that, like, this is how you're supposed to talk and how you're supposed to write. But nobody really does that. And people have random pauses. People have different type of ways of talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that all influences the stories we get to tell, you know. Um, it's like, yeah, people don't all talk the same. It doesn't all sound one way. Um yeah. And so what is the writing process like for a game? Because I know it's like a book, you just go in and you just you plan it out and write it at, like on a page. But for a game, it's different because there's different possible outcomes or even you might not see what you wrote. Or like, I don't know, how does that work? Well, it depends on two things, the studio and the game. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can only tell you what I know. But at okay. every studio I've been at, it all happens um, at the same time. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fun and the terror <laughs> of making a game and telling a story. Um, 
but then to in the type of game. So then like, for instance, you know, whether you're doing something linear or open world, um, that'll make a huge effect mm-hmm. on, uh, on how you go about it. Okay. Yeah. And then can you give like a small like example of like, for instance, how does it work? Do they give you like an assignment and be like, hey, you have to write this character and then just like you just go and write it? Like, how does that work? It can be. It can be. So, yeah, one of the early things you do is kind of choose who your characters are going to be, mm-hmm. you know, in connection, like we're saying, with all these other systems that mm-hmm. have an influence on it within the game. Um, but, yeah, then once you kind of, like, have, a, have an idea, then you need to write their, write their bio. Who is this person? And then after kind of, like, writing up a bio for them, then it's time to think about casting. Who Who's going to play this person? And then so you're going to want to write um, a script or a side, a casting side, uh, so you so they can go do this. And, and then have auditions and see how different actors um, interpret interpret that and – it's really cool because at each at each step of that process, the thing changes just a little bit or a lot. Um, okay. But that watching that growth is is uh, one of the really fun things about about yeah. development. That's so cool. You must have been like excited when you had to do like your first casting. You were like, "Whoa, I get to choose." <laughs> I was a freaking idiot. I would have been embarrassed. I think I was embarrassing. But um, who I was working with, her name's Chris Brown. She's so graceful. That she was just like understanding and you know <laughs> tolerant and kind and loving, despite me being like, oh my god, it's da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You live and you learn, right? You get better. Live and you learn. Yep. Yeah. So, how do you know that the person is right for that role? Do you just like? You just know. You just like feel. It. You're like that's the one. When you do like cast. Well, it you you know every everyone yeah everyone will feel that way. But then it's kind of up to uh, well who knows it can be different on every game. But oh, it'll great. be up to one decision maker. And yeah, yeah and yeah I've never got to be the decision maker. But damn it I one fight day. I fight for my person yeah. There you go. You're like this is the one, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, basically. <laughs> What inspires you when you write? Oh man, it, every anything and everything. <laughs> it can be, it can be a feeling. Yeah, often it often it's just kind of a feeling or a vibe, you know, that you just. Yeah, now that you know, now that I think about it, yeah, it's like a like a feeling. Whatever kind of I'm kind of sort of going through or dealing with. Or I'm watching someone else deal with, and you're kind of thoughtful and you know, uh, and attentive to that. Uh, yeah, can influence. But then too, so that's kind of personal inspiration. With something like a game, though, when you you're like, we're doing this thing, and it's going to involve these types of people. Absolutely, the history history of uh, even if the game's gonna be a work of fiction, all the games I've worked on are kind of like based on or inspired by historical events. So it's so cool to go through and find people in history who've lived this life, done this thing, who were they, da da da. But then also, yeah, you still then too, then you like, you, you read that and then you're like, oh, it's like this person I know. And then you're like, oh my God, it is this person. 
So you're you're inspired to by the people you know. <laughs> so with with ghosts, right? It's like you basically read a lot of history books and watched a lot of probably samurai movies, and we're like, that's awesome. That's that's so much fun. You get paid to like go deep into history and get inspired. It is game dev is hard work. It's hard fucking work, but it's never lost on me how lucky I am. Like it's really privileged, cool <laughs> um, work to get to get to do. So yeah, I love that game dev is hard fucking. And you don't understand. It's so true for programming wise. <laughs> oh my god, that's a battle I have to try to beat every day. <laughs> <laughs> it it's is, getting easier. It it's is. Getting, yeah, it is. It's a double edged sword. Absolutely. Uh-huh. What about you, Zoe? Is it uh, sound hard for you? Which has always been like something you're good at. I mean, it's it's a sort of different process to creating an entire game. It's like a certain sort of <laughs> ele- element of a thing. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's easy. You know, and much like you, uh, Liz, it's very easy just to pick up inspiration in in everything, really, because we live in a, a you know actually there's a lot of crossover in our disciplines in many ways. Um, you, you know, we live in an audible space. If we can hear, we live in an audible space. It's very easy to pick up certain things about speech and the way people speak. And it is inspiring to me as a sound designer when you're approaching the way people speak in that kind of way. And I'm sure, it, I'm sure, like you have a hand in that process when you're creating your own work. Like, what do I want this person to sound like? You know, what accent do they have? Do they have like you know, are they are they excited in their tone? Or are they not excited in their tone? Like that's the kind of nitty gritty kind of vocal audio work that you do. But you're almost like a stage before that in the planning, if you know what right. I mean. Yeah. yeah, for sure, totally. Do you when? Then, so no, go on. Sorry. Oh, it just it just made me think, kind of like we've been saying, and then that whole process, because then you do record and you get it back, and you're either like, yeah, or you're like, shit, <laughs> we need to make some changes. <laughs> so it's cool, I, and that's what I love about about game dev is just the the uh, cyclical process of, of influence. When when you're approaching writing for a character what comes first do you get a like a visual prompt or do you get like uh, yeah what kind of prompt do you get to create a character what what's the sort of start very starting point for you um kind of like we're kind of like we're saying it can be anything it can be a visual you know sometimes you do you just think of 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 a person who looks away or kind of like we were saying, you hear a thing, you hear someone say something, and then either it's the way they've said it, or how they've said it, or the subject of what they said, uh, that just sets your mind running, and you're like, oh man, what could what could be going on here? So uh, yeah, it could it could really be anything. The interesting thing about the games is often they'll have an idea, so certain things will already just be set. You That's, know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the so you come from so the studio will come from a point where they're giving you some sort of prompt. So they're like, we want this kind of character in this kind of environment, and then you will. Okay, interesting. Yeah, the fun the fun part is if you get to be part of the pre-production, then 
you know, there's um, you get to be part of part of that thinking and, and the kind of like we're saying, watch it change, watch it grow. Um, and then what's influencing that those decisions? Do you have like writers' rooms? Like, do do you all sit around? How do you, on a day to day basis, do you all sit around a table and like read scripts, like they do in TV and film, or is it a slightly sort of different process? Yeah, I'm. I've never. I'm honestly, I've never done it like that. And the yeah. funny thing is, is a lot of teams I've been on, there'll be at least one person like, "We're gonna run this like a writers' room, a real writers' room." <laughs> None of us know. <laughs> and have we? I don't know. How would I know? I wouldn't know. Um, but what I am used to is we sit close, we sit together, and um, we share our work often. And the cool thing is, um, especially being on the Sucker Punch team now, because previously I've been on big, big teams, um, but there is just, um, well, you know, a handful of us so you can just turn to your turn to your co-writer and start talking about something i really enjoy that well, that, that must be really good because you can bounce off ideas that's mm -hmm. really where creativity comes from because you have an idea you're like is it good and they're like uh, boom 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 and then you get this like product that's like oh yeah this is good now <laughs> absolutely yeah because yeah. i think you think you just you never would mm -hmm. i love that and so do you when you brainstorm do you like have a way that you do it do you like listen to music do you go outside do you how do you put yourself in the mood to like think about everything i used to like to drive <laughs> or do something repetitive and mundane like housework or sweeping sweeping's a thing just any sort of kind of like typical <laughs> day-to-day -day action that's repetitive and kind of you can just let yourself sink into it and you know wait so you tell me it. you'll like clean the house and you'll think of like great ideas because you're just cleaning so you like have your mind wandering i used to uh now i have a dishwasher <laughs> but before i had a dishwasher i used to love doing the dishes by when i had to do it my hands so i used to love doing dishes so you have the hot water, and then you have the sound of the water, and then just this action of, you know, this process. And, yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so that process in itself would just, like, breed creativity? It just, like, I or it just me, help? Yeah. 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 And so then, like, for instance, you'd be, like, thinking of, what, just characters, books, ideas, movies, like, type of things that you could create? You just let your mind go for wander. Just let your mind go. I like that. That a lot. Oh yeah. snap! I t I totally know what you mean. I do I do exactly the same thing because it's almost like if you if you don't have you know obviously we're stimulated constantly, aren't we? We have phone, laptop, what have you. But if you're just kind of doing something quite mundane, it's almost like your mind can sort of it isn't stimulated in that way anymore. And it can just sort of wander off. It's totally. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. I see it's that. pretty yeah it's meditative in a way but i just you know and me i don't know it, but i just there's something too just kind of about like the regular kind of it's not fancy it's not me you know meditating you know what i mean in that commercial sense not you, you know what i'm saying but uh yeah i don't know i'm glad to hear you do it too <laughs> yeah 
my my favorite thing is at the moment because it's so so damn hot in the UK at the moment. It's watering watering the plants because uh, we have quite a lot of them, and it's nice and cool. And I'll just like be thinking of ideas while I'm doing that. Just fill it up, so on, so on. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this whole process is being done and created and, and completed again and again. And yeah, like with your plants, and they're growing. You know, yeah. you're nurturing them. Yeah this whole ritual oh that okay boom that's what it is it's a ritual it's just a ritual <laughs> I, I, I like this so much because <laughs> it's like i think i would like, do the opposite where like i try to avoid moments where like my wa mind wanders sometimes where i'm just like i gotta be doing all this this and that and then when it's like those times when i'm literally just outside staring at the trees is when like everything hits and i'm like I need more of this. <laughs> I need more of just letting go and like being one with whatever I'm doing, not trying. Because like sometimes I also do those mundane things, but I'll put like something on. So I'll be listening to their ideas, but not my own. And right. So yeah. it's you, what you're telling me is like powerful, and I'm like I'm getting like goosebumps. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is the answer to the universe. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, you just gotta water plants and do dishes, really. That <laughs> hard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love that. Just got to water plants and do dishes. I think as well, there's kind of, if, if you're sort of sitting down and actually trying, it's that killer thing of if you're actually sitting down and trying to think of ideas or you're listening to things, it's almost like a way of like blocking, like, you know, you have writer's block. For me, I would call it the, hitting the sound barrier. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. Just uh, so you, but if you're kind of not, doing anything that's stimulating your brain you you often don't hit that point where you have writer's block for, for that's for me personally i don't know if you're the same liz um yeah if you don't if you're not overly stimulated sometimes things just kind of grow naturally rather than if you go looking for them yeah. it's that's been really interesting for me because 100 percent um, but then too, with it being a job, like there was absolutely a learning curve and effort by me to like, okay, but also you still have to produce this thing and yeah. it's got to be good. Um, so then kind of learning to, cause it's like, we we're just saying for me, a huge part of it is ritual and it's extremely personal and I'm super into it. Um, but also, this is my job, and I have to be good at it. So, like, despite that, then then there's this thing, too, where um, my lead now, Ian, he call it the craft, the craft of, of writing. And so, for me, that's been, like, um, the real effort and growth um, I've put into my career is just, like, focusing on that and being able to when you when you're not you know when the ritual is not there and when all these things aren't present and i don't have the time to still like produce something that's genuine um and good and of quality mm -hmm. and that's hard <laughs> but it's a really cool journey certainly mm -hmm. Now, how do you push your like your writing skills to the point where you get better and better every day? Do you like you write and then get feedback from it and be like, how can I be better? How can I? How do you do that? Yeah, 
and sharing it with other people, other people that you, that inspire you and that, you know, you admire what they're doing and you see the value in what they're doing. It's sharing and, and then getting them, um, being lucky enough to have them respond and then take, take it in and think about it. They're not always right. You know, how do you um, know when they're not right? Like, how do you know when to take it? It, half of it is experience for okay. sure because half the time yeah, and then it's like oh shit now I'm okay alright lesson learned right moving yeah. on but then the other half too is then you gotta examine you always gotta be examining your values and your what's important to you what you really are like no this is this is worth it this is true and because then sometimes someone you really admire you know they're not gonna they're not they're, they won't be that way and that'll be disappointing, but you still got to be like, I I love you, but no, you know? Mm -hmm. I like that. You're very, very confident in what you wrote. So you're like, I can be improved, but this is how it's going to be. And I believe in it 100%. Yeah. yeah and I would, I would say maybe perhaps that applies more to like a concept or something core rather than like. The actual, like, word, the wording of something, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, like a character or or a scene or an event, because um, okay. that'll come up. It's always it's hard. It's hard to find the balance, you know. <laughs> no, I bet. Yeah, it's like you just kind of push. You kind of just know. You're like, all right, I know when I need feedback. It's kind of like I've made chicken before, and there's, there's come a point where it's like you follow the recipe, but then after a while, you're like. I know when it's ready. I know what's the right season. I know what to do because of just time. You just, you just know. Yeah. And it's it's something that nobody really can understand until they've been through it. So I would say, yeah, you just, I guess you have to go through it to understand it. It's true. Keep, keep it up. Keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. Those yeah, no's mean nothing. <laughs> but uh, what are your, some of your heroes? Because you said, like, do you have anybody you look up to that you're like, I want to be like them or I they inspire me? Oh man, writing wise, lots of different kinds. Um, just kind of in terms of like subject matter and, and just writing and style and voice. I've always loved Shirley Jackson um, and Ray Bradbury. And C.S. Lewis, that's like a full thing. He's actually kind of a shitty writer. <laughs> But you know, the soul is fucking there. And actually, he's, well, to me, I mean, you know, people will sample shit, whatever. But uh, to <laughs> me, that's proof that, like, you don't have to, heart, heart is 100%. If you're putting truth in there, truth comes out. And, like, that's going to resonate even if you're not the best craftsman. Like, that's what sticks with people. That's what lasts. Uh but then that said, you know, like, go read Shirley Jackson or Ray Bradbury, and that's, like, gorgeous, gorgeous writing, and it's a whole thing. Um, and then game dev-wise, like, I really do love, um, I love my current lead, Ian. He's brilliant uh, and amazing. He has beautiful writing. So does my coworker, Pat. Um, he did... Uh, he was responsible for writing um, the Yuriko missions and Ghost with, so she's that old woman, um, okay. and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful, and uh, 
And then just people I've worked with in the past too, um, like Jill, Jill Murray and Corey May, and I worked with this guy named CJ. That's another kind of gift of getting to do this is getting to meet really amazing people mm-hmm. and then just getting to have that feedback and input. Um, that's special. That's lucky. Yeah. Actually, that's interesting. So is there anything that you want people to ever get out of what you write? Do you like you want to inspire people? Do you want them to have a good time? Like how what what brings you fulfillment to writing? Well, it is it is deeply personal. And uh, so, you know, like at the very bottom of it, it really is for me. Um, but again, job Liz, this is a job. <laughs> so, no, <it's> true, yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, it comes that like, okay, yay, good for you. You're happy with it. But also this needs to, this needs to, um, sell and it needs to reach certain people in order to sell. Um, and then I think for me at that point, it's just about really kind of opening up and listening and, and then like, um, being true, you know? That sounds that sounds so pretentious, <laughs> but no, I guess I guess that what I'm trying to say is that just um, that they get an honesty out of it. If people experience something I've written and they feel an honesty in it, that that makes me happy. Whether it's good or good or bad, you know, if they're like, no, that's legit, and I I hated it, it you know it sucked, but you know, makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And but at least you know you put your best work out there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, knowing that like I gave it, so. Mhm. It's okay. That's round. It's just the first round. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you, what is it like when you write for the games? Is there like a um a platform where you put like like conversations? Like like for instance, are you part of like writing a script? Are you part of, are you just part of like the background stuff? Like, how does that work? Or is, is there different writing teams? Does each writer do a yeah. different type of part of the story? That's what's really that. cool too, is it really is a totally different kind of writing. Like, you know, um, my experience prior was very traditional, you know, short stories, being, mm-hmm. being yeah. an English major, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then games are just so different. It's such a different process. And then even from like trying to write like a script uh, in general. And I guess where I'm really thinking about that is with open world games and where you have systemic uh, information, systemic writing. And then to start to think about, start to think about that, you know, like mm. this can spawn anywhere. This is going to play this many times or have this many variations or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's, that's um, really challenging um, in a great way to think about how a story is told if that's the case, right? So, um, yeah, that's why I love open world games actually. It's just because mm-hmm. it's a totally different kind of writing um, than I've ever experienced or, or that really is, I mean, you know, who's writing like this? Game game writers are. I don't know anyone else who's really writing in that way. So that's um, unique. Mm-hmm. I but agree. if it's a linear thing, you know, that's, that's far, clearly more straightforward. <laughs> mm-hmm, true, yeah. 
Now I'm interested. Did you ever write any of the uh, the haikus in the game? Yeah, a few of them. I did a pass on a few of them. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't tell you which though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember. <laughs> oh dang. Yeah. yeah, but um, those were fun. I love those. Did you guys see the one um, Dice did? It was the Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick? Yeah, it's like this, uh, I think it was like a YouTube or TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. One of those young young people video things. And, uh, <laughs> but he did it. He did this. Someone, a fan had written out haiku, and it involves the pickles and Pickle Rick, and it, it was really funny. It'd be worth oh, looking up. I got to check that out later. Yeah. <laughs> You're pacing off of Rick and Morty. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Now, let's see. What are you most proud of in uh, Ghosts that you've that you've done? That I've done Masako. I worked on her, though. Um, definitely, she's not just me. I worked on her with Hall Hood. He, he was my co-writer for quite a bit. Um, and in fact, when I came on, he had he had already developed her. He'd already done a substantial portion of her missions, um, and then we shared her for quite a while. And then um, and then I eventually just took her over because of game dev, right? Like yeah. or content and da da da, and just needing to shuffle shuffle things. Um, but gosh, it's kind of like we we're talking about, right? Like he started out with something I never would have thought of, and then I took her to places that he wouldn't have thought of, and uh, but at the end of the day, she's just a badass murder granny, and I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be badass murder granny. Who doesn't? I know. Yeah. Like win. It's a win. It's instant win. So yeah. <laughs> That's great. Now, when you're doing the collaboration, do you ever have moments where you like butt heads and you're like, no, that's not how I see her or that's not what she should be doing or Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. How do you get um, through that? Do you have uh, many conversations, many uh many throwing the table? Well, <laughs> it's kind of too, it's kind of just like um the progression of ownership, like if you really are gonna share something the full way through, or if then one person takes it over. You know, so that will be an influence. And again, and that can be totally unrelated. Like that, that can just happen for un unrelated reasons. Um, but then if you if you really are owning it together, it's just, yeah, trying to come together on what's best for the character, not what's best for either of you. I like the, yeah. Yeah. What's best for the character. Yeah. Nice. That, that's <laughs> interesting because it probably develops over time. You're like, you have this character, you make it. And then eventually the character starts to have like a life of its own and you're like, this is now who we have. Let's keep that going. What would be best for, yeah, for the character? Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right and the game, so cool. and the game at large, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah. That's, that's, so, that's so important to always keep sight of. It's like, what's best for the game? Not for the department or the person or whoever. What's best for the game? What's best for the players? I love it. It should be a model, like in every studio, every room, every desk. Be like, what's best for the player and for the game and the player experience. That's beautiful. Now, what was the hardest game you ever wrote for? The hardest? I I think there's no like particular title. What What's the hardest is kind of what we've been talking about: open world. Okay. That's not necessarily fair for me to say because that's all I've written. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 
it's it's just challenging for all the reasons because it's so much of it is systemic and can be done in at any time in any place and but yet it's not totally organic um because it's a finite world and there are finite definitely finite options <laughs> so yeah working with that working with that and trying to pull off something real and um like we just said fun fun for a player mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's so like easy as well with with that whole thing of everyone has had it in a game where a line of dialogue has repeated and it completely breaks the immersion just straight away and it's the same again it's the same in my field with sound effects like you might hear if you hear the same fire crackling on a loop you're gone the immersion is gone it's so easy it's such a fine balance of creating content that is going to be put into this system but then like you have an element of not being able to really control it and when it sort of goes wrong it does really break the immersion is it's hard yeah it's hard yeah a hundred percent and then just like you're saying and then the flip then when something happens that you didn't intend or expect and you're like that's brilliant <laughs> had nothing to do with it it's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious what was one of your favorite games i know this is a lot of people's but it really is mine is, is zelda um ocarina of time like that's the soul game right i, I grew up play. playing mario and sonic those were formative games those were mm -hmm. formative games that are deep in there deep in the you know the consciousness but it was uh it was zelda that was got my heart yeah Everybody's telling me that, like you gotta play Zelda, it's the best game ever, best game. Ever. I was like, I haven't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I, I think And like so many gaming experiences, it was also what I was with. I was playing with my sister and we killed like we killed um at the very end he turned into like dragon and we killed him together. And you know, it was just it was that the connection to outside of the game, facilitated by the game that made it a soul game. Oh, I love that soul game. And I love the idea that games are like that, where you just you can connect with someone in a way that you maybe couldn't do it outside, or or who knows? Like just games are beautiful. I love games, and I want more games. I want more games with soul, soul games. We're gonna make that a thing. Make a soul game. Don't make WoW. Make a soul game. We have this thing where it's like people will try to make the biggest thing possible, like World of Warcraft. It's like no, 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 don't do that. Not yet. You just started. <laughs> no. Uh, what would you define as a soul game to people that wouldn't know? What your definition would be like? Is it like a game like this has heart? Because to me, that's what it seems like—a game that speaks to the soul. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like you feel it. Like you can't even really tell a person why. You know, you can't. You can't. You can like kind of dig in there and be like, like I just said with you. You know, I did it with my sister. I brought us together, but like that that feeling of when we were together because of that game i can't you know i can't describe that but you you, you know i know everybody absolutely knows those feelings so the things you just that you treasure and that you can't necessarily put into words that because they're that special but yeah i think often it, it has to do with who you're with when you do it when you play a game but it can also be just super personal too you by yourself Something hits you for whatever reason. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would challenge would you give to game dev.tv students? It could be anything. It could be like writing, challenge, or... 
Whatever you. Yeah, you and I talked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we did talk. You were like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, so we can we can dive into that. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of into what we were talking about earlier, and Zoe, you were kind of commenting on is like definitely get out wherever you are next time. Just hang out for a bit. Listen to people. Just listen. Listen to what's going on. Listen to everything. The sounds, take the environment, or the, you know, just take it all in. Take it all in. And uh, re- maybe record it, or maybe just let yourself feel like keep it as an experience. And then think about, um, then call that up the next time you write, you know. Good idea. Yeah, it's a great challenge. I like that. I like the part where it says keep it as an experience. Just keep it there. And then use that later on for whatever you need to do. That's a great challenge. I'm going to... But uh, but yeah, so this has been a lot of fun. Do you want to add anything, Zoe? Or I mean, you've been an amazing guest. Um, you've got a, you've you're a real shining light. I can see why you were offered a job so quickly. I'm I, very talented, and I can see that you really, really, really love what you do, which is uh, it's amazing that you get to do it. So I guess just thank you for coming on. You've been so fun to interview. You're lovely. <laughs> Thank you guys. This has been an absolute delight and what a pleasure to meet both of you. I feel oh. really lucky. <laughs> oh, thank no, it's a pleasure meeting you. You worked on Ghosts. I've been playing it. I'm like, I want to know more. I want to yeah. experience. Yeah, so. Oh, but yeah, thank you for making an awesome game. That, thanks to everyone else on the team for making an awesome game. That, yeah, it is that team. It is Sucker Punch. Those, like we're saying, you know, just you're you're super fortunate to get to be around people like that. It's really uh, amazing experience. And so now to end it off, we want to hand the mic to you to give any shout outs to the, if you want to do it for the team or any inspirational quotes or any, anything you want to leave us off with. You can, the mic is yours. Oh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to both of you. And absolutely thank you to the players. I mean, if people weren't playing games, you know, just thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.